Good morning. This is Buckinghamshire Business First's Talking Heads podcast and uh, I'm Elizabeth Adlington and I'm part of the board of Buckinghamshire Business First and Ashley, Ashley Carr, it's great to welcome you to the podcast. Nice to see you Elizabeth. So it really is a privilege to sit down and talk to you about um, all things PR and I, I, I do confess I've been looking forward to this opportunity so uh, let's start at the beginning. So Tell us about your own business, Neo PR, and the sectors that you work in. Uh, sure, yeah. So it's Ashley Carr, I'm Managing Director of Neo PR. Uh, we're based in uh, in Bucks, uh, which is great, and uh, we've been going for uh, over a dozen years now. Um, how, how did I end up here? Well, I, I have a technology background. I uh, designed and built uh, primary flight control systems for fighter aircraft back in the day, uh, then turned marketeer, uh, became marketing director for uh, IT companies, both in the UK and abroad in the US, um, and uh, decided to take marketing one step further and built my first PR agency in uh, in 1999, um, sold out in 2011, um, and then started Neo. Um, so that's that's the background to the journey. Um, Neo is a business to business PR agency focused on the tech sector. So retail technology, health technology, cyber technology, finance technology, that sort of thing. And, and we've got a real focus on getting our clients heard above the background noise in what is a very busy market. And I'm sure we'll come on to talk about how busy that market's got from a digital perspective. Um, we really pride ourselves on uh, generating thought leadership copy um, that gets our clients heard. Uh, and digital PR, which is is now quite well established but is relatively new in in terms of, of pr um, and the key thing for us is that we're deliverables based rather than time based so that's just a bit of background of of how we got here in the first place so there's a big connection there to both being in the technical te- technological sector but then also in the world of pr you're facing the fact that technology becomes part of your business, I guess, that we're thinking about digitization. All businesses are, in every sector, some part of business is being affected by digitization. So what are the opportunities for PR in a digital age? And and how might some of those approaches that you've experienced in your own career journey um, be faring or evolving in order to make the most of digital capabilities that are coming along for everybody? Well, it's a good question. Can I just take a, a step back from this? Because uh, I, I often say to people I work in PR and they have a slightly glazed expression, um, not really understanding what PR is. Lots of people have got different views of what PR is. So so, so it means different things to different people. It's, it's public relations or press relations. And traditional PR used to be event driven. So it was press conferences. It was press releases. It was informing the media about an announcement um, and, and there's there's always a place for this um, announcements uh, tend to find their way out on social media first these days but there are still press conferences so that's most people's view of PR is is briefing the media about something that's happened or is about to happen yeah. um, but modern PR is more about owning the narrative um, through talking to the market about the market issues that you're potential prospects or customers or your audience is facing. Um, that's that's really what modern PR is about. It, it involves traditional PR, it involves making news announcements, but it's more about having a dialogue rather than a monologue in the industry. 
And then people say to me, well, well, why PR? Well, what does it do? And for me, it's more about brand awareness and driving leads into a business. So if someone does a Google search for a product or service that you offer, um, and it comes back with a long list of potential vendors, you need to be the one that stands out in that list um, that the audience have heard before. Uh, we all like to buy from brands that we know of or have heard of. And that's what PR does. It gives the, the brand recognition. It gives the, the list of potential vendors. You're the one that stands out because people have heard of you. They've discussed you in the past. They've read about you in the media. So that's really what, what PR is about. So moving on from that, uh, PR in the digital age, um, it is the new SEO, search engine optimization. There used to be lots of agencies out there doing SEO for you. Um, they're now really PR companies that are in the digital age. So digital PR is just recognizing that it's a change of pipeline. You've still got to get the content right and creating content is absolutely key and having original content is a must. But then it's choosing the right channel for that content. And whereas that used to be a press conference or a press release, that's now been added to by Twitter or X, LinkedIn, um, still getting into the trade media is indeed uh, national and broadcast media is important, but it's recognizing that there are lots of channels now and those channels all have different appetites and different cadence. So a, a tweet on X uh, lasts a few minutes, uh, a LinkedIn post will last a few days, um, something in a print media might last a month. A daily newspaper is, is uh, tomorrow's chip paper. So you've got to know what the what the media outlet is you're talking to, but digital is certainly uh, part of that mix. Um, but it is just a route to market. It's often faster, it's often more dynamic, but preparation and content is still king. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking um, earlier about, you know, just picking up my own phone, got it in my hand here, and thinking about how many channels come through. If you're just on a phone, it's in the palm of your hand. As you say, you know, you've got the news feed, you've got LinkedIn, Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok, you know, so on and so forth. And they're either, as you say, they're trying to get your attention, or it's more you might go to to look for information. So this thing about, you know, content is, you know, content's at the heart of it. And it's either going to be, um, you know, grabbing your attention, or it's going to be there when you want to go to look for it. So, you know, what are your thoughts and what do you kind of see people doing in terms of how how you get that standout content when it is a very digital, very busy space and, you know, on those digital platforms? What are your thoughts? Well, <laughs> content is difficult. Content creation is difficult. Um, and uh, it's a real and growing issues for most companies that you've just pointed out. It's time consuming and not everyone's good at it. You know, you might be very good at your designing what your um, proposition is to your clients. You might be very good at executing, uh, but not everybody is a content writer, not everybody is a marketeer. So th when the demand is increasing, the timeliness of that demand, you've just mentioned some of the channels which are um, always on and immediate, um, and getting the right content is becoming a bigger and bigger issue. And creating original content um, that is honest and real about issues in the market and then having an opinion on that is, is tough to do on a regular and consistent basis. Um, your PR, though, should be the one helping you. They should be coming up with that content with you and for you. 
based on their understanding of your market and then helping to craft that into a message that resonates with your audience and works in the media. Um, determining the right cadence for the content is uh, creation is also uh, very key. It's no use feeding your social media one month and then ignoring it the next month. Your potential mm -hmm. customers will see that as being yeah. disorganized. It's much better in that case to pick a lower cadence and then be consistent about putting that content out on a regular basis. I mean, in, in recent years, we've been become very aware of, you know, that this space that um, has been taken by influencers. And it, and it feels to me it's almost, you know, we, we hand over our brand to to somebody else to to tell the story. But perhaps that's always been the case in some ways that, you know, a brand might choose somebody who is in the public eye that people feel that they that they trust, that they might believe. And, and this sort of phenomenon of, of, you know, the activity around influencers, you know, doing that, that's not just an endorsement, but it's like it's a whole job that people have. But that feels like, you know, the space for, you know, big budgets and that kind of thing. So, you know, is it an option? You know, do you think it's important and something that people should be aspiring to? Or do you think kind of owning your own story and, you know, crafting that story, presenting it as your own thought leadership, you know, is, you know, is equally powerful? So there's there's quite a delineation here between uh, business to consumer and business to business. The business to business does have its own influences, but they are they're not the influences that people think about firstly uh, they are they are more industry pundits who are uh, revered uh, for their backgrounds in the industry sector so captains of industry influences in the business of consumer space of course are are the instagrammers the the influencers that you might think of um, over there they they all have a place uh, in both those camps both business to business and business to consumer they do have a place uh, and again, getting them to be on message is what the PR is going to help with. Um, it is no use having your channels working against each other. So having an influencer saying one thing, your website saying something else, your LinkedIn feed being different, you've got to be consistent. So it's a real coordinated campaign, whether you're using influencers, whether you're using social media, whether you're using traditional news conferences, being consistent with that message, having the same message uh, across all those channels is is really important. And again, it starts back with the same thing, content. You've got to get the content right. You've got to build the content map, understand how that plays out over the next month, three months, six months, year, to make sure that you are um, telegraphing that, that message across all of the channels consistently all of the time. I mean, the picture you paint is almost as though it, it's seeing it from the point of view of the, if you like, the broadcast, you know, the, the kind of the, the messaging going out. Do you also have a role to play in, um, in understanding sort of how things are landing, how things are, are, are being received? And to your point about saying, you know, how do I know that I'm getting that alignment and that I am harnessing the messages and getting that consistency? Yeah, is absolutely. I mean, if you're any... Anyone who runs a business or uh, or is marketing a business will know uh, what their market is talking about. Uh, but it's the job of your PR really to 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 communicate back to you what your competitors are saying, what the market is saying, what the uh, what the news of the day activities are, and 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 having a really keen eye as to what issues are coming up in in the in the news on a on an hourly basis, um, and then communicating that back. Uh, if you get it right. 
you'll have already produced the content um, and then distilling that comment, uh, that content, sorry, into comment that can be used very quickly in the media, if that be across social media or, or responding to the nationals or even broadcast. Uh, that that's really key. That getting that getting that timing right means that you're first with the uh, answer to the story. You're first with the story, and you're the person that gets covered in the media. It's no use trying to comment on a story that broke three days ago because it it's yesterday's story. Yeah, we were talking earlier about um, digitization and you know PR, you know sort of being part of what's happening in that. But we can't have this conversation without sort of um, acknowledging. I think probably a feature of 2023, you know, chat GPT, and you're talking about, you know, the, that harnessing of, of content. But it it seemed to be that, you know, one of the features was, you know, chat GPT, we can all have a go, you know, we can kind of get on there and and, and get some information. And in prepping for this, this conversation, um, I thought I'd just go and find out a little bit about PR and found out the first corporate press department was uh, established in 1870 by a German uh, steel company, and then in the US, an electrical company followed in 1889. And someone called Ivy Lee is considered to be one of the forefathers of modern PR. So, you know, we're talking about something that, you know, goes back a long way. And it, all of what I found out there may or may not be true. I guess that's, you know, something to kind of put there. So what's the place of ChatGPT? What place does that now have? in what you're talking about, about managing and uh, kind of crafting the the, the PR activity for a, for a company? Uh, well, look, you just highlighted a, a great use for ChatGPT and AI tools. You, you've done, you've asked what is PR and it's come back with some history, it's come back with some, uh, some description about what it is, what it can do for you. Um, what it isn't going to do, though, is, and it will help in lots of areas of marketing and, and proposal writing, and, and, uh, and it'll, it'll have a place in our lives. What it can't do is produce original content. It can't talk about today's issue. So if there's a news item that's breaking today, you could you could put it into ChatGPT, Chat but it's going to give you information that it already has. It's not going to give you original feedback, original content. Um, that really is place of, of, of PR, um, creating original content that is about issues happening in the media right at the moment. It's about owning today's narrative. And, and that's not where AI is at the moment. It's there's a, still a lag in that uh, in that um, system. So news hijacking, commenting on current affairs in real time, talking about the issues affecting your clients, having a commentary on the industry. That's not where I, AI is strong. AI is strong in lots of areas, but it's not going to give you something which will uh, turn eyes towards your message uh, because that message got to be real and got to be in the moment. Mm -hmm. You paint a picture that sounds like that PR is sitting on the leading edge, that it it, it, it leads and it informs AI. And, and perhaps some of the narrative is around perhaps AI is 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 leading us and leading us our, our thinking in business. But yeah, absolutely, you know, that the content goes in there from 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 that analysis um just thinking about you know the ways in which businesses get challenged sometimes in 2020 we saw businesses managing all sorts of crises particularly because of covid and um but you know they keep on coming there's you know there's war and conflict natural disasters changes in the economy you know and so on it it, it goes on and on so what's your advice from a PR point of view for business leaders and businesses who find themselves at the centre of a crisis or crisis management? 
Well, well firstly, um, this is really the, the power of, uh, of PR. This is when you do need a PR. It's no use getting into a crisis then going and finding a PR. Um, but you've got to uh, you've got to be uh, there's no off the record. A couple of things in the background. There's no off the record in the UK. People think watch too many American uh, films and think you can say off the record and then say what you want to a journalist. That doesn't work here. There is no off the record. If you say something to a journalist, they're quite uh, able to publish it. Um, and the saying no comment uh, just gives the journalist a signal that they can write what they want. So that's they're not good responses. Um, a crisis is all about being honest and being prepared and, and putting a statement together and working with your PR to put the statement together, being quick in your response and then being available to comment. That's really um, useful. Um, a briefing of staff to make sure that you're the only spokesperson and they're not hearing uh, different stories. And then this is a really key thing. If you've messed up, confess. Talk about what reparations are going to be done and what's going to be put in place to prevent it from happening again and apologise. Uh, be there, be available and be honest. Um, that's the best way to handle a crisis. We've seen it in the media just in recent days uh, with Mark Zuckerberg um, apologising um, at a US Congress. This is this is how PR should be done. It's, it's uh, being real, being honest and being in the room. Yeah. Interesting what you say about the no comment. It's almost saying, well, clearly there is a story, but you haven't you haven't crafted it. So preparation seems to be to be key. So so what are your kind of insights then on how do you how do you make sure that you are prepared? Because you know we know that we're living in an ever changing environment, and that being ready for well, what is it that's coming over the horizon? How do you do that? Well, you can forecast some crises. You you can imagine uh, what might go wrong with a project or a, a delivery or a or, or a proposition, whatever you're doing um, as a business. You you can imagine some of the scenarios that might take place that that would actually cause potential upset. Um, you can't foresee them all, but you can certainly foresee some of them. And you can build a policy, um, both how you react to that, um, but also put some content together, some statements together that might, um, they might be kept in a dusty top drawer and never used, hopefully, but can be accessed quite quickly. You, you need you need a you need a disaster recovery plan, a plan that where you have the key players aligned, they know what they're doing, uh, and you've got some things prepared um, in the process. But, and, and this is the really key thing here, timeliness. As soon as you find out something has gone wrong, before the media finds out, before your customers find out, before anyone else finds out, you've got to get on it straight away. It's no use putting the hat on and jumping in the in the trench. It is uh, it is getting there, putting a statement together, making sure everyone's briefed on what the message is going to be, and then being available to to comment to the media. When have you seen that done well? Uh, there's <laughs> there's uh, I. I I can't come up with a, a uh, example in my head um, straight away, but you do see it in the media, of course, all the time. Um, people getting caught out and not doing it well or giving one version of the truth and then a few days later coming up with another version of the truth. Um, it just it, no one wins in that game. Yeah. Just going back to that chat GPT kind of bit of information, you know, and the idea that this has been all the PR has been around since 1870. Um, that feels like quite a long time. There's some, some significant anniversaries, I think, in that timeline. Um, what does the future look like for PR? 
I don't think it's it's going to change that much, actually. Um, PR, as you quite rightly point out, has been around for quite a long time. Uh, it's uh, it is about taking a message to an audience. It's an understanding the audience and crafting the message so that you can get maximum penetration to uh, into that audience. That's not going to change. The uh, creating original content isn't going to change. That they are fundamental parts of PR. What might change is the route to market, the the channels to market. That might change. Uh, there may be, uh, you know, the advancements in social media. There's new social media coming uh, to play all the time. There are going to be new tools and new access. Um, there, there, there was a actually a bit of a resurgence in in uh, lockdown in the pandemic of coming back towards local media, um, which had had been on the wane for some time, but but really picked up during. Uh, during the pandemic because it became important to know what was going on in your local region as we were all uh, trapped at home uh, so you know channels evolve channels change that's that's the bit uh, that the future holds is what is the channel going to be what's going to be working for your audience where are they consuming and getting their information from where where are they where are they getting their information to make buying decisions or decisions about um, what they're going to be doing uh, as a business uh, but the fundamental parts of PR, which is creating content, making sure it's timely, making sure it's relevant, um, honest, and and really talks to the issues in the market, that 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 will always be the same. So that's the kind of the bigger picture of the future. But just to take it back to what what's the one small thing that you think that people should just always be paying attention to, in order to to stay ahead in that kind of daily, weekly task or discipline what's the one small thing uh, I think that the the key thing is um, I keep going back to it it's content the key thing you need to do is make sure you are uh, always talking to your um, your target audience whatever that audience might be um, and being consistent about doing that uh, not not doing it in in fits and starts but being consistent about the communicating message um, out to the target audience uh, then people come to expect that you're going to have opinions on the market and people start looking out for it. Um, there are many PR campaigns that we run for our clients where journalists come to us for comment because they know uh, we've got spokespeople who are willing to comment on uh, issues that are going on in the marketplace. So so being there, being ready, being prepared um, and being consistent, really key. And does that tie together with your your earlier comment where you said you know that PR really can be about thought leadership you know is that is that how you really start to get that connection to being a leader in your space yeah absolutely get, being part of the industry narrative making sure you're at the forefront of the industry narrative is is really key it positions you as a thought leader it positions you potentially as the market leader even though you may not be the market leader if you're the one always commenting on what's going on in the sector, people will perceive you as a well-known brand. They'll perceive you as a brand with an opinion. They'll perceive you as a market leader, even though you may not have the largest market share. So yeah, really, really key to um, to be uh, out there and, and be uh, ready to make comment. It sounds like it's it's always on PR. It's a, it's a task that, that that's uh, always there to be done. Um, but huge opportunities that that are there to be gained uh, for for your business, and uh, great to have people like you as experts out there who can guide and support and and advise. So, um, thank you for your insights. It's 
been a privilege to to really understand uh, your experience and you know your ideas your take on on how to do this well how to be in this space uh really really well so leaves me to say all the best to you and your work with neopr and of course all the companies that that you have the opportunity to support so thank you thank you elizabeth it's been a real pleasure thanks for the invite <laughs>